This is Krista Umgelter from Feel Good in Body, Mind, Heart, and Spirit. Today I have for you my article on lead toxicity, physiological effects, and exposures. While it's not the most joyous of topics, I do hope you find it beneficial. Small toxic exposures, and exposures in general, are often blown off as unimportant. But are they? The active chemical in Viagra proves that infinitesimal exposures have big results. Viagra was developed and believed to lower blood pressure and enlarge blood vessels. But during the human trials, male test subjects who were involved in the research because of their high blood pressure reported its side effect. A side effect that would be quite inconvenient for a man without a partner. And even more disturbing for a man who took the pill with breakfast while sitting at his desk at work. Tiny amounts of chemicals change how the body works quickly and in unexpected ways. While Viagra may produce desirable results with a side effect cost, the consequences of toxic exposures on your health come at a cost with no benefit. No amount of exposure to toxicity is safe. With so many environmental exposures you have no control over, it is important to know which exposures you can manage and limit them in your own personal life. Your exposures and choices affect not only your health, but influence those you work and live with, as well as your unborn future offspring. You already know you were born from one of your mother's eggs, but have you pondered the fact the egg from which you were born was made from the body of your maternal grandmother while she was pregnant with your mother? Your mother had all the eggs she would ever have stored in her ovaries the day she was born. Each was made inside the body of your maternal grandmother. If you are a woman and give birth to a daughter who then has children of her own, those grandchildren will have been born from the eggs your daughter made while you carried her during pregnancy. Your exposures and choices affect not only your health, but influence those you work and live with, as well as your unborn future offspring. This article provides an overview of lead. I hope it encourages you to do further research and become your own health advocate. Most community and university libraries offer public access to medical journals and research articles. There is also the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, the ATSDR, which is a federal public health agency of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The reports are extensive, available online, and they are free. The link for the ATSDR is on the article. Dr. Amy Yasko in her book, Pathways to Recovery, mentions that cadmium excretion will precede lead excretion. I have heavy metal laboratory test results since 2006, and her observation has been true in my own body as well. When my lead levels looked as if they were falling, but the cadmium levels were higher, then I could expect to see lead levels increase when cadmium levels fell, and that is what happened on more than one occasion. I mention this tidbit because if you are researching lead, then you probably need to be researching cadmium toxicity as well. The ATSDR has a report on cadmium too, which is a good place to start. Evidence suggests the following physiological effects on the body from lead, and the list is long. Diabetes, hypertension, kidney function and renal disease, serum creatinine levels, decreased lung capacity, gastrointestinal symptoms, postural balance, decreased fertility, decreased sperm quality, and increased miscarriage. Influences thyroid, pituitary, and testicular hormones. Childhood growth deficit, delays in sexual development and body development. 
Stunted growth of longitudinal bone growth during youth body development. Childhood lead exposure affects trabecular bone. Children's bones bear 73% of lead body burden. Adult lead exposure affects bone remodeling, both cortical and trabecular. Bones in the adult body bear 94% of the lead body burden. Lead storage in bones is not uniform. Lead will accumulate most in bone that is undergoing calcification at the time of and the duration of exposure. Bone lead chronically remobilizes into the blood. 99% of blood lead is in the red blood cells. A relationship between paternal lead exposure and fetal and infant development. Slow nerve conduction velocity, which means messages from your brain to body parts is slow. Inhibits enzymes. Zinc supplementation will reverse this for some individuals. Related to hemochromatosis. Interferes with a vitamin D conversion to its hormonal form. Lead inhibits vitamin D activation, calcium uptake, and bone cell function. Affects white blood cells and cortisol levels. Faster red blood cell turnover. Anemia. Anemia is a symptom of lead toxicity for certain individuals. When lead binds to the hemoglobin, the iron cannot. Higher incidence of colds and flus with higher blood lead serum levels. Related to the APOE genotype, which has a role in cell membranes and the myelin sheath. Kidney, nervous system, and hem synthesis are most sensitive to lead. Lead accumulates in the soft tissues of the body. Increases sensitivity to electromagnetic fields. Young adults are four times more likely to be delinquent, aggressive, and attention-impaired. Increased levels of zinc can improve behavior, but zinc does not remove lead nor prevent the problem. Neurological disorders include dullness, irritability, poor attention, headaches, muscular tremor, loss of memory, hallucinations, fatigue, impotence, weakness, dizziness, decreased libido, greater level of interrelational conflict, visual motor, IQ, cognitive performance, neurons, mood, coping ability, impaired speed of simple movements, and decision-making. At this point, you should be asking yourself, why aren't doctors testing for lead toxicity? Why are doctors prescribing pharmacological treatments to remedy a problem that is rooted in lead toxicity? If and when you get tested and treated for heavy metal toxicity, you will then ask, why will my health insurance cover the cost of extremely expensive pharmaceuticals that don't fix the problem, but will not cover the cost of removing the lead toxicity? Factors which influence absorption are age, gender, genetics, food choices, and lifestyle, bacterial, fungal, viral, and parasitic environments in the body, type, intensity, and duration of the exposure, growth development stage at the time of exposure, a fasting state increases absorption by approximately 63% as opposed to 3% with food. Calcium or other nutritional deficiencies increase lead uptake. Lead particle size. Lead inhibits and substitutes for calcium in many cellular processes. Lead absorption is two to three times higher in those with iron deficiency. Children absorb 50% of lead toxicity in food, while adults only absorb 15%. Lead toxicity is influenced by the presence of other chemicals and toxicity. Three or more cups of coffee in high traffic areas will cause a higher lead level in the breast milk. 
Coffee mobilizes lead in the tissues and bone. Dietary iron decreases lead absorption. A body's nutritional levels of zinc, calcium, and copper. Blood lead levels vary greatly based on physiological states such as pregnancy, menopause, lactation, baby-child-teenage body development, aging, and hormonal changes. Calcium supplements during lactation will decrease lead in breast milk and maternal lead concentrations. Be sure calcium supplements have been tested and are safe. Hormone replacement treatment users have lower levels of lead in the blood. Geographic location, weather, season, and moon phases. The most commonly known sources of lead exposure include, and this list is extremely long, so it's probably good if you go to the article and take a look at it. Folk Asian Indian origin herbals and remedies. Kitchen cookware, dishes, cups, glasses, and crystal. Personal care products. Hair dye, cosmetics, lipstick. Check the safety and toxicity levels of your cosmetics at Skin Deep with the Environmental Working Group. Expensive cosmetics are just expensive cosmetics. They are not necessarily safe. USA lead fuel emissions in 1970 were at their highest and contained 2.2 grams of lead per gallon in leaded fuel. In 1979, lead fuel emissions in the USA were 108.7 metric tons a year. Leaded fuel is still made and available for aircraft, race cars, boats, and farm equipment. Non-auto emissions in 1990 were producing 778 tons per year. Lead emissions dust is in the air you breathe, which is taken into your bloodstream the same way that oxygen, essential oils, nicotine, or marijuana are taken into your body. Lead is found in insecticides, herbicides, rodenticides, paint, textiles, waterproofing, varnishes, enamel, detonating compounds for explosives, ceramics, pigments, printing, photography, explosives, cement, plastic, vinyl, lithography, process engraving, batteries, pipes, ammunition, solder, upper layers of soil, dust, tobacco use, industry, waste recycling, fashion jewelry, and in heavy hunting and fishing areas where there is lead and spent shot and sinkers. Lead in paint chips can vary from 0.1 to 35 milligrams per square centimeter with the average being 1 to 5 milligrams per square centimeter. That is equivalent to approximately 2 to 12 milligrams per square inch of paint. Imagine how much lead there would be if a whole wall were corroded, sanded, or peeling by the weather, humidity, or home renovations. Painted houses have higher levels of lead than do brick, stone, or stucco. Water lead levels vary depending on the pH. Pre-1930 plumbing is likely to have lead pipes with lead solder, but recency is not better. New brass faucets and fittings can leach lead directly into the water. Older fittings and piping that have mineral deposits lining the pipes insulate the water from lead pipes and solder. If you have doubts, get your water tested. Lead is highest in benthic organisms and algae and aquatic organisms. The animals that eat these organisms are contaminated, and next in line are the animals that eat those animals. Lead absorption in organic matter clay and mineral surfaces increases with increasing pH. Soil in urban areas has far higher lead levels than in rural areas. Indoor house dust in dilapidated homes and those of smokers. Blood levels in children correlates with soil lead levels in their environment but can increase or decrease depending on household dust, inside paint, and drinking water. Cooking water, cookware, and ceramics affect and influence the amount of lead in food. 
letting glassware leaches into wine within minutes. Grazing cattle on land near lead smelter affects meat and milk. Natural calcium supplements. Yes, the supplement you are taking for better health may be a source of lead toxicity. Inside appliances, electrical, and plumbing. Imported vinyl mini blinds. Lead is often added to stabilize the plastic. As the plastic deteriorates, it produces lead dust. Consumer Product Safety Commission requested manufacturers to make changes. Did they? How old are your blinds? Moonshine alcohol. Tin coated lead foil over cork wine bottles. Plastic food wrap pigments contain an average of 26 milligrams for a 2,000 square centimeter size bag. Lead solder used to seal canned foods. Lead soldering for canned foods was discontinued in America many years ago. Was it discontinued in other countries? Was it a source of lead exposure when it was still in use? Tobacco smoke. Smokers and secondhand smokers. Smokers increase indoor lead dust deposits. Plants, vegetables, and fruit have varying degrees of lead from soil absorption. Depends on the plant. Adding limestone to soil decreases bioavailability of metals. Animals ingest lead from vegetable matter and from natural environmental exposures. Fasting states, not eating, increases absorption. Fumes, vapors, and smoke dust in social settings, laboratories, factories, and renovations. Airborne dust. Dust settles on surfaces, carpet, food, kitchen stuffs, water, clothes, and on your body. Dust is inhaled, ingested, and absorbed through the skin. Toxic dust comes from home cleaners, chemicals on new furniture, flooring, carpeting, clothes, personal care products, fuel exhaust, aircraft, wind, soil, construction and renovation sites, workplace exposures that are brought back into the home, herbicides and insecticides from your own property, or carried by air currents and wind from neighbors, farms, golf courses, or gardens. Art materials, ceramics, paints, glazes, stained glass windows. Employment. Highest levels are found in mechanical construction trades, agricultural laborers, transportation mining, military and repair jobs. Most exposures have declined considerably since 1979, except for construction. Toddler exposures. 16% from food, 1% from soil, 7% from water, 75% from dust. Old homes and renovations, teardowns, sanding, painting, plumbing, and electrical. Pool cue chalk, paint removal via heat, scraping, sanding, chemical, or weathering. Waste and incineration sites, lead ammunition, lead dust generated during gun or rifle discharge, lead ingested or embedded in animals that are eaten for food. Airborne lead dust from indoor shooting ranges in blood will be 1.5 to 2 times higher versus pre-exposure. Copper jacket bullets, non-lead primers, and well-ventilated indoor firing ranges are better. Shooting range instructors or shooters should see the article for numbers. Oftentimes your camel is carrying a lot of sticks. The stick that broke my camel's back was a paradise vacation in the Caribbean eating healthy fish each day. While fish is not the source of lead toxicity, it was the source of mercury. It was mercury that broke my camel's back. The cleanup process has revealed mercury, lead, cadmium, arsenic, and more. Think not just of today's exposures, but how to think about your life as it was in the past. Where were you raised? What were your playtime activities? 
Where have you lived, worked, and with whom? What surrounded these locations? From which direction did the wind blow? Where have you traveled? What were your hobbies and interests? What were the lands where you worked and lived on, used for before you arrived? While lead toxicity is already known to be related to anemia, I believe at some point lead and cadmium levels in the bone will be linked to certain medical conditions. XRF is a type of x-ray that can determine the lead levels in the bone. Bone is alive. Hundreds of billions of blood cells and stem cells are manufactured each day inside the bone, in the bone marrow. How could your blood be the healthiest quality if the bone surrounding the bone marrow is storing lead and cadmium? I encourage you to be your own advocate. Start by reading the whole report on lead offered for free online by the ATSDR. You probably need to read the report on cadmium as well. Use the references in the more than 100 pages at the end of the reports to do more research. Then do more research at the library to find more recent findings in medical literature databases. Until my next article, I wish you the best. And at the end of this article, you will find more links to the ATSDR.